what up, what up, what up, what up, what up? Welcome, welcome, welcome to the Show What You Saying podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Willie Will. Hold on one sec. I think I got to fix something right quick. Hold on one sec. And there we go, just a little lighting issues, but I'm here, I'm here. Good evening, everyone. Uh, of course, I'm your host, Willie Bill. Uh, I thought I was going to have my man Ronnie Bags here with me, but he, unfortunately, he's a little ill. But that's okay, that's okay. We're still here. We're definitely still here. Uh, hold on, let me just move into the shot a little better, and there we should go. So, how's everybody doing this afternoon? Um... You know, it's been a wonderful, 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 wonderful Saturday. Uh, I've loved everything that's going on. Uh, it's a beautiful 60 degrees here in New York City. Um, it's starting to get warmer. I still don't trust the weather. It's been bipolar here in New York. So I am definitely going to uh, try to keep everybody entertained and interested for the whole thing. Hold on. Uh, there we go. Much better, much better, much better. Hold on. This is why I am getting a new... Getting a new bar. Getting a new... Uh, getting a new uh, a post stand for when I'm sitting here. But once again, welcome everybody. Like I said, beautiful day here in... In New York City, 60 degrees. I know everybody's outside, probably uh, enjoying themselves. I hope for this next few, I guess you want to say, couple hours, I can keep everybody entertained and keep your, keep your ears to the grind. So, so once again, I'm your host, Will. And um, we're here, you know, we're here every, 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 every Saturday I'm starting to get used to doing these things on my own. You know, this is practice for me, as, of course, we've got some big things coming up. So uh, how's everybody doing today? I am just trying to, you know, entertain you, keep your eyes and your ears glued to me for the couple hours that I'm here. And, uh, you know, maybe we have some fun. We interact. Everybody can, you know, be part of this all. So today, today's show, I thought I would do something cool. A uh, couple days ago marked the 10-year anniversary of Think Like a Man. And I, that's one of my favorite movies. Uh, it's a black movie, all black cast. Well, pretty much all black cast. But yes, all black cast, pretty much. Um, and it's funny. It's interesting. And I thought about... I thought about this. Uh, when I chose that movie to um, to review, I was like, you know, it has a lot of correla- correlations to dating and relationships here in 2022 as, as far as everybody goes. So I figured, you know what, why not? Why not? Let's, uh, let's review it. Let's give it the hood review, the nigger review. That's what I would call it. And uh, let's you know, 
dive deeper into it and get to it. So, of course, before we get started, uh, got a couple of announcements to make. So, before we do anything, let's go here. So, as always, you can find us at so what you saying five at gmail.com. That's S O W U T U S A Y I N five at gmail.com. You can find us at So What You Saying on Instagram, What You Saying on Twitter, So What You Saying on Facebook, and coming soon the website www.sowhatyoursaying.com. You can also call us at 347 559 6508. As you can see, it's so what you said, 5 at gmail.com. And so what you said on all social media platforms, except for Twitter, where it is, what saying. Once again, you can call us at 347 559 6508. So, everybody's doing today. Um, I know, I hope everybody's enjoying their weekend. For those of you who have loved ones and kids, I hope you guys are spending time. Now that we've kind of we're kind of coming out the other side of this pandemic. You know, it's a good thing that everybody should, you know, spend a little more time with their loved ones and their kids, you know, after all the death and uh, that we've experienced the last couple of years at a uh, record rate. I think now that we're starting to come out the other side of all this, I think we should spend time with our families and our loved ones when the weather's nice, go out, you know, Rebond. I mean, don't get me wrong. I know a lot of us who are in relationships, marriages, spent time with their loved ones and their kids. And, you know, so you just want to get away from it all. But my thing is, I think we should right now be spending time with our loved ones and all of that with the fact that, um, you know, anything can happen. You know, things happen all the time, every day. And this pandemic uh, really showed me that, um, you know, anything can happen. So just a few announcements before we get started today. So as you know, coming up on uh, May 14th, 2022, we've got the So What You're Saying Subscriber-thon and fundraiser, our 12-hour stream, which will be live on all platforms uh, as it is now. you got Instagram, you've got Facebook, and you've got Twitch. It'll be May 14th, 2022, from 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, I'm trying to get people to subscribe, follow, like us on Facebook, mostly subscribe on Twitch, as that is the newest platform we are reaching out to. Um, The idea is to reach as many people as we possibly can, reach people in places that we can't reach, um, and just try to, you know, build this brand the way it should be done the right way. Also, um, it's going to be a big deal. Fundraising, this the streaming game is very expensive, as I am you know, finding that out. And don't get me wrong, the fact that I was, I'm doing a lot of this by myself, funding a lot of this by myself, um, it's nice to have you guys help as I'm doing this for you guys as 
you know, not only is this fun for me, um, but it is informationally good for you guys because I see it like this. People don't, they don't always, um, always bring things to us as people the way they should. And I think that there needs to be somebody based in the hood, not with conspiracy theories, not with things that you can't factually check, but for things that you can check and look and look up for yourself and find the information. It's all out there for you. And I would like to bring it to you for the, to the table and, you know, bring the information. And again, have fun while we're doing it. We're all, you know, human beings. A laugh is needed sometimes. Sometimes you need to laugh. I think sometimes we all need to cry. I think we all need to, you know, experience the range of emotions. And laughter is one of those that help us get over a lot of things. So I want to bring some laughter, some joy, some information to everybody. And, you know, this uh, subscriber-thon and fundraiser will help that immensely. With that being said, these are the ways you can help. You can find us. You can uh, follow us on Twitch. That would be www.twitch.tv slash so what you're saying. Uh, again, that's www.twitch.tv slash so what you're saying. You could subscribe to us, follow us on YouTube at so what you're saying. And, of course, you could find us on our Facebook page at so what you're saying. Those are the ways you, once again, these are the ways you can follow and subscribe to us. Greatly helps the channel. Greatly helps we continue to bring you guys content, continue to have fun, continue to make this your channel, make this your community, make this, you know, your way of speaking out against everything. You know, finding out the information, that's your way of doing it. And, you know, I want to make sure that, you know, you have ways to find us. So, with that being said, here are the ways you can help. If you don't want to subscribe to to YouTube or follow us on Facebook or or even subscribe on or follow us on Twitch, you can help us by donating to the cause. You can sell me at Williams I I I period Willie at gmail dot com. You could cash at me at dollar sign Willie thirty eight nineteen eighty, or you can hit me up. You know, donate at Venmo. That's at Willie dash Williams dash one two three. Once again, you can sell me at Williams I I I period Willie at gmail dot com. You can cash at me at dollar sign Willie thirty eight nineteen eighty or Venmo at Willie dash Williams dash one two three so again how's everybody doing today i hope everybody again is enjoying their wonderful wonderful weekend i know um being off from work is for me is a good thing you know i'm not i'm not uh stuck at work trying to help somebody i'm not stuck at work trying to do a million things i am here with you guys trying to entertain you guys. So, with all that out the way, uh, I do have most of the schedule for the 12-hour stream ready to go. Um, There's a time gap that I will be filling in only because I had to change something because of 
Twitch rules. So I'm going to do it, and we're gonna, I'm going to figure out something for that time gap. Maybe it'll be we'll watch a movie together, you know, you know, something for that time gap to 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 um, you know, get through that hour hour and a half that I have a gap. Also, looking for people to join us to play beat the host. Uh, I expect, uh, um, as far as I know, I expect Ronnie Bags to be here. Uh, I expect Justin to be coming back. Uh, he, I think he said he'll be back from school. Um, but I'm expecting him to be here. And uh, there will be a special guest in the building. And uh, it'll be cool. It'll be cool. So everybody good. Everybody good. So, you know, it'll be nice. And like I said, it'll be a way for me to expand the platform for all of you guys. It'll be a way to expand the platform for everybody for us to have fun, you know, and just enjoy the day. Um, Like I said, once I get figure out that uh, time gap, I will be posting a schedule to be on all social media platforms. That means that it'll be on Twitch. It will be on uh, our Facebook page. It will be on our uh, Instagram page, uh, and so on and so forth. It'll be on all my personal pages, and you guys will be able to uh, find us. And enjoy the 12-hour stream. So with that being said, I'm going to start with the movie review. Now, I'm going to say this. I started watching... I watched the movie today. I did watch the movie today. Um, I purposely did that because I wanted it fresh in my mind. And um, people don't understand, you know, when you watch a movie and, you know, you have to uh, review it, you have to have all of the equivalents in your mind. Like, you have to pretty much take notes or or do whatever it is to make sure that... um, you have all the information in your fresh in your mind. So I, I was going to do it yesterday. I was going to watch it yesterday night. I figured, I, at first I got a little tired. Uh, let's say, you know, you, when you're doing running around New York City, doing laundry and things like that, you know, got a little tired. So I just decided I would watch it today. And uh, I watched it, and, and I, I got done maybe about mm, 7.08 now. So I'd say about an hour ago I was done. And um, so, yeah. I watched the movie today just to refresh my mind, and again, um, it, it it it's one of it's one of my favorites. As we all know, the movie itself is based on the number one bestseller by Steve Harvey, uh, "Act Like a Lady, Think Like a Man," and they decided to take it and make it a major motion picture, directed by Will Packard, and. Um, First, I will say this. They did a wonderful job casting because I feel like the casting brought some of everything to the movie. It brought some some of everything, brought some humor, it brought some it brought some uh it brought some levity to it. Again, the best thing was it was an all-black cast. Um, it brought some of everything to it, and I think that um, with that being with that being the 
be the ultimate thing. I felt like this movie, you know, could do nothing but succeed. Because us as black people, we go out and we support ours. We definitely support ours. We don't, we, we, we're not, you know, going to not support a movie just because, you know, we think that, um, uh, just because we don't like it. We, we go out and support ours. And I like that. I like that um, we go out and support ours. We go out and make sure everything is good and everything else. So, here we go with that. So, uh, first things first. Uh, hold on, give me one second. Let me bring up my notes so I can make sure, you know, I give you accurate information. Okay, here we go, here we go, here we go. And... Let's go here. And let's scroll down. Okay. So let's let, let me start by getting with the cast. And let me get some liquid refreshment so that you know I can get through this 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 review the best way possible. Hold on, people. It's going to be this is going to be a great ride. This is going to be fun. Okay, here we go. Yep, I got my big gulp cup. And we're ready to go. So let's first start with the cast. Um, the cast, as you know, this man here, I think the world knows this man here. I think everybody knows this man here. So... Stars Kevin Hart as Cedric. Uh, he was uh, he was getting he's the divorce guy, and most of this and this movie is told with him being, you know, he is the uh, I guess he's the, uh, the 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 storyteller. He's now he narrates the story. Uh, Kevin Hart narrates the story, and it opened it up, and the movie opens up. With him, and there's a cartoon going on telling about the dawn of time, men dating, and all this other stuff. So he's narrating this, but he plays the divorce guy. So then he plays the divorce guy. He's narrating the movie. And then we're introduced to his castmates, to his, his buddies. You've got Michael Ely, who plays, hey, here's the picture of him. You have Michael Ely, who plays Dominic the Dreamer. Um, he's the guy that wants to do many things, but never sticks to one thing, which I, I, I kind of, you know, I kind of resonate with that because, you know, there's a lot of things I want to do, but I always can never get to the, the one thing to, to get it full out. But I think I've done better in the idea that I am starting to get better at this, better at, 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 at you know, 
you know, getting to one thing and stealing, staying with one thing. And then we have his other friend. Then we have. Hold on a second. All right, so then we have Terrence J. Terrence J plays Michael. He's the mama's boy. Interestingly enough, I know a lot of mama's boys. I, I know a lot of guys who, you know, and, and some of them are really mama's boys, and some of them just don't want to move out their house. They got the bread. They just don't want to pay the bills. They want the responsibility and all that other good shit. So I do know some mama's boys. But other than that, yeah, that's uh, Terrence J playing Michael Hanover, who is the mama's boy in this whole movie. And it, it's hilarious. His, his character is played true to form. True to form. True to form. And then we have... Your boy... Wait, 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 wait. Okay. Sorry, guys. I'm I'm going back and forth trying to make sure I've got everything right. Don't, don't want to give you guys wrong information here. So we got Romney Malco, who plays Zeke, who's the player. And I will say this. Zeke, his game is, 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 is his game is top notch. Because it's not like it's not the it's not what he does is how he does it. It's like it's smooth and it's like it's, it, I I get I think it's more like it's not like he he I don't think he talks what he does is he manipulates the situation. He uses your words against you and then he you know kind of flips it around so that you guys you know. So that, so that women don't understand that um, that he's he he he's really being the, the the player player, and yo think he's a great guy and all that. But yeah, yeah he, he he he's the player of the bunch. He's definitely the player of the bunch. Then we have uh, Jerry Ferrer, who plays Jeremy, who is the non-committer. Now I know a lot of if you guys watch Entourage, that's where you know Jerry Ferrer from. Or for us black folks, he played he was on power. So, you know, Jerry Ferrer is a great actor. He plays Jeremy, the non-committer of the whole crew. And, you know, he's basically a big kid living with his girlfriend. And then he's living with his girlfriend for nine years. Nine years, no commitment, no nothing. Just they just living together, getting high. The nigga got Voltron in his his house. Although I will say this, Voltron is one of my favorite cartoon car- cartoons ever. It's one of my favorite toys ever ever. So I don't want anybody you know getting on him for being a big kid in that aspect. But I love Voltron. So he had the big Voltron um, connect arms and legs. Connect feet and body out for him. The head. Oh, I love that. Love that. Love that. So he had it. He had it in his uh he had it in his uh 
in his house, and it was cool. And he, he yeah, like I said, he, he played the the the, the the um the big kid non-committer of the whole crew. And then, of course, you know you gotta have your one white friend, as always. And I always tell people, get your wife, get you, get you a white friend. So Gary Owens, he plays their happily married, given actually good advice friend, Bennett. Now, he had jokes. I will say this. Bennett, Gary Owens is funny. People that don't know him, you need to check him out. Gary Owens is really funny. But he is hilarious in, in this role. He plays their white friend who's happily married, who goes home faithfully to his wife and his kids, leaves his boys to go be at his kids, uh, his tone-deaf kids' violin recital who can't play. And they all say, yo, no, your kid can't play. They tell him all that all the time. So that's the male cast. And, again, this movie was told with Kevin Hart kind of narrating it, but it was told on both sides of the aisle. And it started with the women, and then it went to the men. Like the men are the drive, kind of the driving force of the movie, but the women make the movie all of what it is. So now we go to the female cast of this movie, and I, I will say this: I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this right now. The females are so fine in this movie. They, they did not have step on this at all. So, we have Gabrielle Union, or Mrs. Dwayne Wade. Um, she plays Kristen, who is the girlfriend living with Jerry Ferrer's character, Vananya. And all she really wants, she loves him. She's stuck by him. All she really wants for him to do is grow up and commit to their relationship. That's really all she wants. She wants to marry him. And I don't find anything wrong with her logic. I mean, you guys have been together for nine years. Like, like after, I mean, come on. Like, that, that nine years? Like, really? Nine years? I, 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 I'm, a, I'm just going to be honest. That, that, that's, a, that's a little excessive. Nah, yes, it's just it's a little excessive. Little excessive. So then we have our next character, uh, Taraji P. Henson, who plays Lauren. Lauren is a successful, six-figure-making COO of a big major corporation. And really, Lauren's problem is she wants somebody that stacks up to where she's at. Now, I'm going to say this. The only problem I find with Lauren's logic is this. It's okay to want somebody who is kind of your equal. But it's not right not to date somebody who is not your equal or disqualify somebody because they're not your equal or they're not up to some standard. But I will get into some of my thoughts 
excuse me, I will get into some of my thoughts of what where the film did a great job at doing certain things and where the film could have done better. But again, one of my favorite movies, but that's Taraji P. Hinton's character. Then there's, oh my God. Then there's Regina Hall, who plays uh, Candace. Uh, Candace is a single mother with a son, and she wants a man. She She's the one of all of the females that has a realistic view of what she wants. Like, she wants to be able to bring a man home and... And, um, you know, somebody she could build a life with. She has a son. So the kid thing is that they, and, and that's a big thing. Me being a, a, a father of a 15-year-old, it's hard when you're trying to date and you're trying to date and you have a child. And now you got to remember, if you're dating and you have a child, it, it kind of complicates things because, I mean, nowadays that shouldn't be a big issue because... Then, because I, I know a lot of women who have who have kids, but the reason I say she, that, that she just wants the relationship, she wants somebody to love her, you know, be there for her, and be there for their son. Not take care of him, but just be there, be a, a stand-up guy. Show, hey, look, look, your mother is loved and good, a good hand. All right, and then last, but uh, certainly. Not least. Make that bigger so everybody can see it. When I switch. Everybody knows her. Megan Good. Damn lips. Sexy ass. Megan Good plays Maya. And she's the one, like, like, she reminds me a lot of the, 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 the ladies when they're a lot of ladies, a lot of guys when they're young and they, you know, all they want, they, they, they don't get me wrong. They want something, but they also want to run around and have fun. And she's that one, but she also wants to have fun while having the relationship, which is fine. I, she's nothing nothing wrong with that. Um, she's absolutely right. You should be able to have fun and have a relationship and still be good. You know, so I think that um, everything, I, I think all the characters were well cast. I think everybody, um, I think everybody um, um, played their roles the way they should. So let's get into the movie itself. So first, like I said, it opened up with um, with uh, Kevin Hart narrating, Kevin Hart Cedric narrating uh, about a um, about a um, about the the dawn of time and men and how they were, you know, leaders of the pack and all that other good stuff. And so then it breaks to a scene where they're playing basketball and 
they're all uh, everybody's getting having jokes on Kevin Hart about his wife, whooping uh, wife, who ironically is played by Wendy Williams, Gail, his wife, whooping his ass. That's the reason why he's getting a divorce from Gail. Like during this whole movie, uh, Kevin Hart is going through a divorce with his wife, like I said, played by Wendy Williams, ironically, who's who's going through something with herself. And, um, you know, it's told, he's he's bringing the jokes, he's laughing, everything is laughing. They're, they're, like I said, they're talking about their women, and they're talking about women in general. And, of course, uh, Romney Malco, the player of the whole crew, is is talking and all that other good stuff. So then it breaks to a scene where they're in a bar. Well, I guess it's, the, it's a sports bar. It's their favorite sports bar. And um, Kevin Hart, comically, is trying to hit on a woman, ironically, played by Kelly Rowland. And I don't know if he was drunk or he didn't know what the hell he was fucking doing. Um, it looked more like he was drunk. And so... He, uh, you know, he struck out. When so, whereas Romney Malco ran up behind him, and of course Kevin Hart said, no, "She crazy," and did his player player thing. Now I'm going to tell you like this: Romney Malco, as the play- yo, his word game was was on point in this movie. Word game was on point. I mean. It was like, it was like, yo, watching, it's like watching uh, everything, it's like, it, it was like watching, watching poetry in motion. That's what I, that's what, that's what I should be saying. So, one thing I, I've I have been I, one thing I, that, that that that's that's funny is that it's been the one thing about this movie that's that's funny is that it's always like the guys are always complaining about men, women, and all that other good stuff, and the women are always complaining about the men. But neither one of them realized that all your complaints could be put to the side. So then it goes on. They're watching something. And then each of the ladies see something, uh, see Steve Harvey on TV. Steve Harvey's on TV. And Steve Harvey is, you know, he's actually... um, He's actually going on. Uh, he's on a. He's. Uh, I guess you want to say, he is pushing his. He push. He's pushing the book. Uh, think like a man. Uh, act like a lady. Think like a man. He's. He's pushing the book, and this is where it starts to get funny. Because then, uh, well, first you see Megan. You see each one of them. Each one of the ladies talk about their men like. Uh, Gabrielle Union is talking with her, I guess, a co-worker who's also her friend about how uh, Jerry Ferrer's character won't commit to her and all she wants is a ring. Like, as a matter of fact, 
uh, there's a scene when it's, where it's her birthday, and he breaks out. She she opens a box. She opens up a gift from him. She opens a box, and the in the box she thinks it's a wedding ring, and she's so excited. She's like yes, 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 and what happens? It turns out to be a pair of earrings. When all she really wants is to be married. She wants to be a wife. Hilarious. Hilarious scene. She was jumping up and down. She thought she was getting that ring. If you liked it, she should have put a ring on it. She thought she was getting that ring. And uh, the funny thing is, it turned out it was a pair of earrings. Turned out it was a pair of earrings. And then it does also breaks to the scene where you see um, uh, Regina Hall with her son and talking about and watching Steve talk about single mothers dating. Hilarious. Hilarious. She's watching, they're talking about single mothers dating and the best time to meet the child. Which I have my own feelings about that. And so I will keep that to myself. It also breaks into a scene where, um, where, um, Oh, uh, Taraji P. Henson's character is running a treadmill and is like, I don't need no damn book. She's that type of character. Definitely that type of character. And then it does go to a scene with uh, Terrence J. Uh, he had, he's at dinner with a lady, with a young lady, on Valentine's Day. And who happens to be right at the table with them at Valentine's Day? His mom. Ironically, who was his date? Carrie Hilson. So my thing is, really, like, you had your mom on Valentine's Day on a date with a woman that's supposed to be your girlfriend? <laughs> that's the most, that shit right there, I was like, you a mama's boy, bro. You could have done something for your mother beforehand and then afterwards had dinner with your girlfriend. No, you brought your, your mom along. There you go. Um, then you see a scene with Megan Good. She comes back in with coffee and she's, uh, trying to wake up the guy she was with that night. And that character, ironically, was played by Chris Brown. (laughs) Hilarious. And they're kissing and she goes to get in the shower and Chris Brown jets. Gets dressed and jets out. And what makes it even worse, he stole both. He took both the coffees with him. One, she did bring for him. The other one, she, uh, it was for her. And she comes out in her robe looking sexy. And that nigga gone. And then she's like, and then the funny thing is, Chris Brown, if he really, really wanted to act and really put his heart and soul into it, I think he'd be a great actor. Because the funny thing is, through the whole movie, he was messing up uh, uh, Megan Good's name, character's name, calling her Melanie, all types of stuff. And her name was Maya. And in this particular scene, he writes her a note and said, writes her a note and says, it was fun. Messes up her name and he's like, it's, and she's mad, he's like, it's Maya. So, we're moving on. So, little do the guys know they are about to get hit up. It's about to, it's about to be on. So, 
Let's start here. I'm going to start with Terrence J's character, how he does it. Now, wait, before I even do that, this is how they played the movie. And I like how they did it, how they paired everybody off. Oh, wait, before I even get to that, I got to get to Michael Ealy's character, who's the dreamer. Michael Ealy was sitting at dinner with a lady, and he was like, you know what, baby, I think I want to be a chef. She was like, oh, well, you wanted to be this, this one day and this another day, and you didn't even commit to either one of them. Then she says, oh, well, I wanted to be a ballerina. I was this age, and it didn't happen. So she says, you know what? This is what you're going to be, an ex, and she leaves him at the table. And all he wants to do, like, he's a dreamer. Everybody, Like, look, my thing is everybody has dreams. Everybody has things they really want to do. It's those who stick to their dreams and make it happen that seem to persevere. Those who have the mind, body, spirit, and soul to do it, do it. Those who don't, don't. But here we go with this. But this is how they paired it off. They had the mama's boy versus the single mom. They had the non-committer versus the girl who wants the ring. So the mama's boy being Terrence J., the single mom being Regina Hall's characters. The non-committer versus the girl who wants the ring, Jerry Ferrer, Gabrielle Union. The dreamer versus the woman who who is her own man, which that is Michael Ealy's character and um, Taraji P. Henson's character. And then it's the player, Romney Malco, versus the 90-day rule girl who happens to be Megan Good. So we'll start with um, Terrence J. and and uh, Regina Hall. So Terrence J. goes to a bookstore, and I'm assuming he uh, the, the book I think he picked up was a book for his mother. And uh, he was like, he, he runs into Regina Hall. She's fine and everything. And he's like, yo, did you go to such and such high school? And she says, yeah. He's like, I know. She, and she tells, I didn't, but I don't seem to remember you. And he's like, oh, no, I was in the class with your sister. And she's like, oh, I don't remember you. He's like, oh, I was about five feet doofy with glasses. And then she's like, oh, she remembers that. And she's like, she happened to, you know. And he's like. She was like, I was happy to have met you and on her way to pay for whatever it is. She was paying for the, the Steve Harvey book uh, and didn't want nobody to know about it. So Terrence J makes his move. He's like, yo, listen, you're my high school crush. You know, I want to, you know, take you out. Can we go grab a cup of coffee? She's like, oh, no, I have to go pick somebody up. He's like, who, your husband? She's like, no, your mom, no. She's like, no. She's like, her son. And he's like, oh. He's like, oh, well, what about dinner? And there goes that one. The next thing goes, so then, like I said, the Nile Committee and Jerry Ferrer and Gabrielle Union. There, uh, all she wants really for him is to get a better job, become a grown-up, basically. And she's uh, that. She's like, I want to live like an adult. I, I, I want us to be adults. Like, I want an adult. And people don't understand that, you know, uh, being an adult is not easy. But I understand why she wanted to. Like, you don't want to be in a relationship with somebody that's not a full adult. 
Like, that's why I see why younger women don't, I mean, older women don't go for younger men and younger women go for older men. They, it's about mindset and things of that nature. So there's that's what's set up in their plot. Then um, Michael Ely is working in a restaurant, and in this restaurant, uh, Taraji P. Henson's character and Regina Hall's character are best friends. So he's in he's in the back in the kitchen prepping. And everybody's talking. They all see Taraji P. Henson across the room. And him with the chefs, they're uh, they're talking. They're like, yo, you ain't got no chance, blah, blah, blah. And Michael Ely's telling them, yeah, look, man, it is what it is. I, he's like, I, I got a chance, whatever, whatever. And then we move on to Romney Malco's character, who meets Megan Good. And she's with her friend. I think her friend's name is Sandra. And she's... Played by, ironically, Lala Anthony, Carmelo Anthony's wife, ex-wife, whatever the hell that's going, whatever's going on with them. Because I didn't, I didn't, I'm not, you know, I, I'm, I'm not privy to their, their, their relationship. So he meets and he does his player player thing. And um, by this time, each of the women. With the exception of um, Taraji P. Henson, have read the book, and they've read the book, and they've started, you know, planning accordingly. Uh, like I said, uh, let's 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 go through how they do it. So I'm sorry, I'm already here at the 90 day rule, girl. So, um, Megan Good institutes the 90 day rule. Like, yo, if you keep the cookie in the cookie jar, you know, if you're not having sex, you know, make that man wait, put in the time and the work, and, you know, to get that, then you give it to him. Now, as I'm going through all of these scenarios, Steve Harvey is in each each scenario telling a, a story about something. Like, like with the 90-day girl, he tells a story about him working the Ford Motor Plant, and he had to go through 90-day probation to get benefits. So that's where the 90-day rule came from. He's like, 90 days, then you get benefits, which then 90 days, then you get the pussy. Plain and simple. Then we have um, uh, Gabrielle Union's character who uh, starts making drastic changes. Like she takes she takes all Jerry Ferrer's stuff out, like all of his his the, the, his collectible items that Voltron, all of that, and then changes their house around, and then, you know, part of hers is he hasn't made a commitment because she feels like she hasn't made a commitment. He hasn't made a commitment because she hasn't required him to make a commitment. What she's what she has let him do is just do what he wants, pretty much, and go through life doing what he wants, and so she's now requiring him to do other things, requiring him to step up, requiring him to you know be a man, grow up, and then the single mom, she's you know doing all of these things 
Like, what is his long-term goals, his short-term? She's basically vetting him so that she can make sure that he's good enough to meet her son. And, you know, each of these scenarios are going, these guys are now literally under attack by these females. Finally, we get to uh, Taraji P. Henson's character, who now meets Michael Ely as Michael Ely, you know, he's going out and he's uh, he's working one night at his restaurant and they needed help because they were swamped. They were busy that night. So he went out to help the guys park the cars. And then he went out with this bin in this guy's car and he was parking this guy's car, but he saw Taraji P. Henson coming out the restaurant and drove off in the guy's car to meet up with her, ask out on a date. So they go back, and of course, Kevin Hart, being the clown he is, has gone into Romney Malco's house. He's talking to him. And through the whole time, he's telling him, could you put on your shirt? Could you put on a shirt? And Kevin Hart right now, is he's good because he's, he's getting a divorce. He ain't got no strength attached. So he's just giving his perspective from the way he sees things. And then... um. Um, so, uh, Michael Ely comes in and says, so Michael Ely comes in and now mind you, all these guys have had dates are having dates with these women. Let's start with, uh, Terrence J and, uh, and, uh, Regina Hall. He goes out, they have a nice date. Her son comes to the door and basically is like, you didn't touch my mama. Yo, little boy comes to the door, opens the door, looks out, looks up at Terrence J like, Yo, if you touch my mom's, it's about to be a problem. And Terrence J. Dissolves was like, yo, do you play video games? Uh, things that little kids would do. And they were, they were having, he, he broke that ice. And then he's like, yo, I had a nice time, blah, 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 blah. Goes in, she, she goes in the house. She's trying to say, nice to meet you, Duke, Duke, which is uh, Regina Hall character's son's name, Duke. She goes in the house, and he closed the door. Like, yo, listen, nah, ain't nothing else going on here with my mama. Yeah, nah, you, you finish. You finish for the night. Um, then, uh, uh, so, what happens is Romney Malco and Kevin Hart are talking to uh, uh, Michael Ely, and he's telling them, yo, I'm screwed. I just lied to this woman. She thinks I'm a chef. Blase, blase, blah. Blah, 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 blah. And they, and what they did, and what they did, I think they were wrong for doing, telling this man to keep lying to this woman. So they, um, so then they, uh, so then, you know, Romney Malco's gone out, and he's gone out with Megan Good, and Megan Good is like, yo, listen, uh, he was like, they, they, he walked her to the door, and she's like, yeah, you know, I had a great time, blah, 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 blah. And he was like, what do you want? Nightcap. She's like, that's after date number five. They So he goes back. They, so now they're in this house talking, and um, they're talking, and he's like, yo, I ain't getting none. Now, the only person that looked like they got, well, the only person we know that got some was uh, Michael Ely's character. Him and Taraji P. Henson was going at it. 
So, you know, they're telling them, yo, don't tell them the truth yet. You got to lie, blah, 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 blah. You definitely got to lie. And he's like, yo, you can't keep lying. And everything is going on. And as the movie starts going along and as you start to see, the women are starting to, you know, get the, get, yo, they're, they're getting the upper hand. The men are starting to do what they want. Oh, 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 and it's all well and good. So the men start, then, 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 you know, then some of the walls start coming down. Uh, Regina Hall and, and Mike and uh, Terrence J's characters, they go to have dinner with his mama and his mom, that did not go well. His mom was not trying to hear that. Was not trying to hear that. Because, and, I'm, I, and I don't know how close some of you guys, some, some of our male listeners are to their mamas. Um, if you're close to your mom, there's, I, I, what I've noticed is that there's no, there's no, we're never good enough. Like, there's no woman going to be good enough for your mama. There's no woman that's going to be good enough for you when it comes to your mom. And um, so at this at this point, his yo she made it. Oh, she made that situation completely untenable. She basically was just being rude as shit to this girl, and so. That first thing started to crumble. The next thing that started to crumble was uh, um, you know, Mike Wheatley's character lost his job at the restaurant, and so he was a part-time waiter, and he was doing an event at a hotel where Taraji P. Henson happened to be. So what he was trying to do was leave the room before she saw him, Bumps it to another waiter. It crashes. There you go. Taraji P. Henson and 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 and, and uh, Regina Hall's character are now having, you know, they're, they're best friends. So now they're talking, and they're sipping wine, and they're telling that we're gonna break it off. We're gonna, you know, slow it down. Blah 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 blah. And basically, they're saying there's no perfect man. They're saying this to each other about their different situations, and all that other good stuff. So they both agree that they're not going to break up with him, but they're going to slow it down to see what happens. So the first thing that happens is uh, so, so as we go along, as you can start to see, um, these guys are starting to feel like they're being attacked for who they are and what they're doing and all the other good stuff. That, that You can see that. And it, I, I kind of agree with them. They, they before that they were being attacked. Now, before I move on, let me say this. To be perfectly honest, that first half of the movie as it going on went, went the way it should have. The women want something, they make their moves. They, it's, like play, it's like playing chess. You want to get, the idea is to um, kill the king. And you have to, um, the, the idea is to have checkmate. So the idea is the women did what they were supposed to do. Checkmated them. They played chess. They, 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 they had them in check. 
so the first half of the movie was good. The, what I didn't like, though, is that um, I kind of feel like they kind of let the, the females manipulate the situation a little bit. Like, they kind of let the females manipulate the situation. Now, the only reason that fit, I didn't like it, but the only reason it fit is because, yeah, guys, women kind of do that to us. Like, especially if you love a woman and you know you really love her, we kind of let them manipulate the situation because at the end of the day, like, the saying goes, happy wife, happy life. We want to be, we want to be happy. We want them to be happy because if they're happy, then you're happy. Then you're getting the things you want and, you know, you're not being stressed out, all these other things. And so you kind of see where that went. Everything was going swimmingly for them until the night, as we move on in the movie, that Cedric's divorce went final. Wait, let me take a sip. So Cedric's divorce went final, and they're getting they get on a party bus. It happens to be a party bus that's going to. It happens to be a party bus that's going to um, a strip club. That's what it is. They're going to a strip club. Then they're drinking, and then they realize, yo, their women are asking them some of the same questions. What are your short term goals? What are your long term goals? You know things like that. And it happens that uh, Gary Owens' character, Bennett, happened to have listened to Steve Harvey on Oprah, and they made jo- jokes about it. He's like, especially Kevin, Kevin, why are you watching Oprah? I happen to like Oprah. That's gay shit. Anyway, um, even though it's not, but still. So he's talking about, um, so he's telling them, like, what's being said in this book. So then what happens is they try to find the book. They try to find the book. It's been sold out everywhere. Um, What ends up happening is Terrence J's character, his mama called. He goes to the house. His mom got food cooked up. See, like, got the sweet potato pie, got the chicken, got the, got, got, got the greens, got everything. Yo, she had the... the the southern dinner to a tea, the cornbread, everything. Realizes his mama had the book. Goes to get the book. It reads, calls the fellas, told him to turn the bus around and come to his house, his mama's house. And this is where all the fun ensues. What ends up happening is they start realizing that Steve Harvey has given away their play, the playbook, the men playbook. Let me stop right there and let you know something right now. Steve Harvey did not give away the men's playbook. What he did was tell what's in a man's mind and mindset. Now, this is the problem with that. I have to agree with them. The fucking traitor. You're not supposed to tell females that. Never supposed to tell them that. That's not a fucking business. Because a man who he is, who he is. Like, I don't, 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 don't do that. We are who we are. We, you know, we're not perfect beings. But for you to tell women 
these things about men that's really none of their fucking business is wrong. Why don't you write a book on how... It, it, let, let Now, if you notice, he's the only one that's done that. I've never seen a female write a book, um, act like a... Uh, 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 act... Uh, uh, dress like a lady, uh, dress like a man, think like a lady, or something of that nature, just to flip it around. You ain't never seen no females giving away their secrets like that. Where are you seeing females giving away secrets like that? We're not giving away secrets like that. Women are not doing that. They are not doing that. They are totally not doing that. All right. So, so, fine. So, this is where the, 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 the fun ensues. The females start to, the men, excuse me, the men come up with the idea that they're going to use their words against them, use the stuff in the book against the female, against the women, because it's the truth. That, that's how, that, that, that's how you're going to get them. So what they do is, Terrence J goes, when uh, he's supposed to go meet Regina Hall, and she's supposed to, uh, Regina Hall, and she's supposed to, um, she's trying to tell him we need to slow down. He goes, and he's like, oh, I want you to be the number one lady in my life. And Regina Hall backs down. She's like, what? Because that's what she was going to tell him, I'm, we need to slow down. And she backs down. And with her backing down, because she heard what she wanted. She feels like she got what she wanted. Uh, Taraji P. Enza's character, what Michael Ely does, is he goes and he cooks for her and shows the potential that this man has. He comes up with a prospectus, all of that. And, you know, she's going there to break it off with him. And what happens is she ends up getting not giving him get, giving him the buns. Jerry Ferrer's character goes to uh, to his, his, his goes to Gabrielle Union and says, "Look, oh yeah, by the way, NeverSoft, that company, yeah, they had um they had a job opening. Uh, I, I redid my resume and I sent in a resume for a job." She was so happy, she gave him some ass on their new couch. And the funny thing is, what, what makes this hilarious about all of this is that never did the females think that the guys would come across this. So, to me, it's getting just dessert. Romney Malco's character ended up having to uh, do more than either one of them, like, First, he's like, yo, listen, he meets somebody that um, that uh, he runs into somebody that I guess is a friend, uh, or they used to be in a band, or, or something like that. It was never clearly defined. And he introduced him, uh, the guy, it's because it was a comedian. I forget the guy's name. He introduced his his lady. And then, his, they, then Romney Malco had to turn and introduced uh, Megan Good as his girlfriend. 
Because according to Steve Harvey, if a man really wants to date you, they'll put titles. And even, even then, even back then, 10 years ago, I mean, yeah, that makes it kind of official, but you don't really need titles. If you're already already in that realm, y'all are, y'all are dating, y'all go out, y'all basically spending more time with each other than you spend with anybody else, and if you, again, are having sex, then there's really no reason to have a title. We know, I know that's my girl. I know I ain't going to step out her. The only reason you would give a title to me in that particular situation is if you really, that's, that's what it's going to be. Like, there's going to be nothing else. Okay, so, moving on. So, then, this is when it all starts, everything starts, everything's going well, and then it started crashing. Terrence J's mama called. Like, what Terrence J did was he, um, he put his mom in his phone book, in his cell phone, as work. One day, she called while he was with Regina Hall at her house. He's in the backyard playing basketball with her son. And um, Regina Hall picks up the phone, and she says, Michael's phone, Michael, uh, and it's his mama. And it's his mom. You lied, bro. You got to get out of here. You got to go. So she told him he had to leave. Uh, Jerry Ferrer's character, her friend, her friend's brother, her co-worker and her friend's brother works for the company that um, he has supposedly put in his resume with. And essentially, she, the, the, the LinkedIn and the job, and her brother said the job is still open. But they went to pull his resume, and it was never on file. Never on file. You lied, bro. You got got. So, uh, in one of the preceding scenes, she moved out. She gave him all his stuff back, all his toys and all that stuff. She put on the couch. She moved out. Um. And then there's uh, Romney Malcolm. He finally told Megan Good he loved her. But she, and she finally gave him the buns. He went to get breakfast. She opened his, uh, she opened his, um, his drawer, his, his night table drawer, which, by the way, the way I feel about that is if you went through his night table drawer, then you were looking for something, and when you found it, that's your fault. What's done in the dark comes to light, and my thing is you went looking for it. So you got what you deserve. It is what it is. That's just what I believe. 
I mean, somebody else can believe different than what I believe. It's okay. We cool. We could agree to disagree. But if you go through somebody's stuff, you looking for trouble. You looking to get your heart broke. You looking to get hurt. This is the truth. Sorry, just what it is. Okay, so let's let's move on. All right, so she finds the book. She finds the book. Uh, he has the chapter with the 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 the, the thirty the ninety day girlfriend and all that with the ninety day rule. She they argue. He throws the book. She throws the book at him. She leaves. That's done. Now, as I will go along, he was the only one that wasn't really lying. But I'll tell you that as we go along to the movie. Um, then the only one of the characters that didn't get done, that didn't get done dirt, that got done dirty, but shouldn't have, was Michael Ely's character. Taraji P. Henson ends up running into her ex-boyfriend from, I guess, high school or something, or ex- Love flame through high while he was in high school, and um, you know now he's a CEO of a big major corporation. He's got the money. She, he's got the status. He's basically what she has been looking for. And this guy, she never really got over. So, essentially, what she does is she shows, uh, she she calls him for a business lunch. She shows, she tells him, hey, look, I gave your prospectus to one of of uh, somebody I know. They loved it. They want you to call them. I want you to meet with them. Boom. But then she turns around and says, hey, listen, I'm going to tell you the game. Uh, I recently reconnected with somebody who was a high school flame. And then Michael Ely's like, what, are you breaking up with me? She's like, no, I'm not breaking up with you. I just want to slow down. No, you're breaking up with the nigga because he ain't got what he wants. And uh, Michael Ely says something that I think maybe most real men have felt sometimes where it comes to a woman. And that is, all this time, I thought I wasn't good enough for you. Let me stop right there. Ladies, I'm going to put you on to some game. Stop dating niggas that because they look good, they meet some type of expectation. I'm not saying... Lower your standards. What I am saying is, if you meet a guy that has potential, he may not be your ideal your ideal definition of the kind of guy you might want to date. But if he's willing to put in the work, he's willing to put you first, he's willing to put you on the pedestal, he's doing everything he needs to do, and he's trying and he's taking care of his own business, making sure he's taking care of him, that you're not taking care of him, but he's taking care of his own business, that's the man you want. No, y'all want these six foot four football playing motherfuckers with horse dick to fuck you, get you pregnant, and then leave you. That's what y'all want. That's what y'all portray, and that's just what it is. Y'all may say, oh, uh, that's not what I want. I want what I want. Well, then fuck. You get, then want what you want. Oh, it's preference. So, okay, you can have preference. But guess what? While you're having preference, that guy that probably could have been your husband, that could have made you happy, is off making some other woman happy. 
and doing exactly what he should have been, what, what he could have been doing for you. But because you were being so vain, petty, and any whatever else you want to call it, you lonely, he making somebody else happy. He wasn't fine, but guess what? He had to be fine. Because the idea is, yes, we want somebody nice to look at. Everybody does. But the other thing is, okay, he's nice to look at. What the fuck else he bringing to the table? Answer that question for me, and we'll be all good. If you can't answer that question for me, get the fuck out of my face with that. All right, so moving on. All these, so the guys go to um, to, the, to their favorite sports bar. They're all talking. They're all like everything that they're, they're, they're sitting around and having drinks. And what ha- ends up happening is, um, 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 Jerry Ferrer walks in. He put, he actually did put his resume in for Neversoft, and he got the job. He just he became a senior design engineer. He wanted to call Gabrielle Union, but they're not talking to him. All these females are not talking to these dudes, with the exception of Taraji P. Henson's character who did him dirty. And now they're, you know, the guys are miserable. All of them. Even um, even uh, 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 Kevin Hart's character, Cedric, he's miserable. And Romney Malco is even is miserable because... It shows it shows in everything. The only person that wasn't miserable but used that as a motivating factor was uh Michael Ealy's character. And I'll get to how he how that happened in a minute. But what ends up happening is this. So they're at the sports bar. Uh Gary Owens character Bennett says, okay. I got to go home. I got to cook dinner for my wife. Kevin Hart's character starts to think, yeah, I used to cook for Gail on Thursday, which played by Wendy Williams. Um, She used to like when I made this bolognese sauce from scratch. And he starts thinking, yo, I don't know why I'm getting divorced. I love that woman. I want to be with her. Goes in the bathroom. He goes, he calls her, and he says, look, I'm not here to be argue. I'm not, I'm not here to argue with you. I want to come. I'm coming home. I want to come home. I want you to hold me. Funny shit. I want you to put. I want to be in my onesie. All this other stuff, and the shit is hilarious. The scene is hilarious because he's crying. He's through the whole movie. He's talking a whole hell of a shit, but secretly in his mind, he really just wanted to be at home with his wife, which I think a lot of men do. I think I think we want to have time with our homies and our friends and all that, but men. Okay, before I even go on, men, can't word of advice. It's okay to hang out with your friends. It's okay to be chilling. Y'all go out to a bar, have drinks, clink, you know, have a beer or two. Nothing wrong with that. Nothing at all. But there's a difference between going to hang out with your homies and being with your homies like y'all fucking. Go home to your lady. Spend some time with your lady. Even if y'all are not sitting there doing something, be there in the house with your lady. A lot is is less likely to happen when you're at home than when you're in the street. And I'm not saying we can't all, as men, control ourselves, 
But the likelihood of something happening is very slim when you're at home with your lady. Whether you're in another room playing a video game, whether you're, you know, whether y'all are watching TV together, whether you're taking a shower, whether you're just napping, you're home, your lady's home. She could be in the bed with you. Y'all could be cuddling. Y'all could do a whole bunch of other stuff. But this hanging out with your peoples all the time, that's just not that shit. It's not it. All right, moving on. So everybody's miserable. Everybody's upset and all that. So the fellas, after, um, after um, uh, uh, Kevin Hart's character uh, calls Gail, well, first, the bathroom scene, he goes in the bathroom, says he has to piss, calls Gail, and then the guy comes out after probably just taking a fat dump because that fucking scene was long enough where you could have went in the bathroom and took a shit and then goes out, he flushes the toilet, he slaps Kevin Hart on the back and says, go home to Gail, and doesn't even wash his hands before he walks out the bathroom. And of course, Kevin Hart makes a thing about it. And says, "What did you just take? Did you slap shit on my back? You didn't even, you're not even gonna wash your hands." Hilarious. So he comes out, he goes, and he says, "Listen, I um, I'm going home to my wife. I'm going home." And then the you know just in that scene after you know Gary Owens' character goes home to his wife and all that, the the guys realize, "Hey, listen." We we are better people with our ladies. All the games and the manipulations between both sides weren't necessary. Let's go get our money back. So it first starts with Jerry Ferrer's character. Jerry Ferrer's character, he goes, he tells Gabrielle Union, listen, I got the job at Neversoft. You're the first person I wanted to call, but I couldn't. He's like, I want you to come home. I want you back. I want you. I want. I want. I want our life together. And basically, he gets on his knees. He proposes. Now, what makes it funny is that. So, I guess Gabrielle Union is a realtor in this in this particular movie. So she's selling a house to a black family who is going to buy this house. So Jerry Ferrer makes a comment. So the 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 the, the husband is like, my man, go ahead, go get your woman. Jerry Ferrer says, I want to buy you a house. I want to buy you this house. And then the, the black father's like, no, this motherfucker ain't. You know? And uh, Gabrielle Union co-worker had to calm him down. Like, no, no, he's just, you know, generalizing and all. Like, no, it's going to be okay. So basically he gets on his knees and he goes backwards. He says, I want to be your wife and I want you to be my husband. And he fixes it up and says, I want to be your husband. I want you to be my wife. And he proposes. They get engaged. All right? So, uh, then we're going, so that's that's that one. The next thing, then you go to Romney Malco's character. Romney Malco, uh, I, I skipped over an important scene because it would come back and play a um, an important role at the end of this movie, which is where I'm at. So I'm going to go back and revisit the scene before I, I tell you how that rolls off. He goes, so on their first date, him and Megan Good, they're in the car, and he says, um, I used to be a musician. And, you know, he's like, oh, if you're a musician, somebody, we all, musicians always have their music around. So he played her 
she wanted to hear his favorite song from his album. And she he played it for. And it was number seven. And it, it, it's, a, it's a nice song. I ain't gonna lie. So she remembered that. So going back to how they rectify their situation, Romney Malco goes into a bar where they have an open mic. And he goes, he gets up on the stage and starts singing this song. Megan Good leaves. Romney Malco drops the guitar he was playing with, and he runs out to chase her. And he's like, listen, at the time, yes, all I wanted was the sex. He's like, I want another 90 days. All I wanted was the sex, but now all I want is you. You know, you made me, you know, realize I wanted you. I wanted us to be together. He says, I love you. And then he says, I'm in love with you. And she says, well, why you didn't say so? They kiss. Their situation is rectified. Then we go to Terrence J's character. He goes to his mom's house. And what makes that fun, this situation funny as I'm going to read it down. Oh, well, you know what? Now I'm going to get to that because it's going to make this shit funny. Um, So he goes to his mom's house. And she's like, she has two cups of coffee. She's like, hey, baby, you're a little early. He says, Mom, I'm not going to be able to take you to, to yeah, the, 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 the church anniversary. Um, there's somewhere I need to be. And she's like, where do you need to be, honey? You know, it's the 75th. She's like, yo, I need to, he's like, I need to be with Candace. I need to be with my lady. He brought his mom some flowers. I think he brought her some, a, cake, a pastry or something like that. She's like, she finally realizes, yo, yes, that's, that's what he wants to love. She's, she's got to be number one. She says, okay. But she's trying to rush him out the house, and Deacon Johnson comes out, comes from upstairs, and his mom and, and, and Deacon Johnson been fucking. And they've been crazy fucking because this dude got handcuffs on. He got a thing to whip. Yo, this shit is crazy. And don't get me wrong. I know a lot of people uh, don't like to think about their parents fucking. But I'm sorry to tell you, if your parents are not fucking, you wouldn't be here. So you ain't got to think about it in that little, in that sense. But you thinking about it in this sense. You know they, they, they were fucking. So you're here. Because so, you know they were fucking. So there you go. So at the end of the day, at, so he goes, he goes to the family reunion. And he goes to get Candace. Candace says, uh, what are you doing here? And he says, first of all, I want a burger uh, with, with mustard and pickles, something like that. Cheese, mustard, and pickles. And she said, really? And then he's like, from the, and he tells her, from the number one lady in my life. And she's skeptical. She's like, really? He's like, really? He's like, you don't believe me? He's like, hold up. So he gets up on a picnic table and says, hey, ladies and gentlemen, uh, sorry uh, to bother you. Uh, sorry to interrupt. Uh, I just wanted to let everybody know that... Um, I am madly in love with Candace Hall, and she is the number one lady in my life. And everybody gives him a round of applause. He steps down. He's like, is that good enough for you? And she says, well, what do you want in your burger? And he's like, I don't even know. He grabs her, he hugs, they kiss. So that's three of the four situations. So then let's get to the last situation, which is the very very end of the movie. So, 
what happens? Uh, Regina Hall uh, calls, um, has a video call with um, with uh, Taraji P. Hinton. And she's going out on a date with the guy that she left Michael Ealy's character for. And Regina Hall tells uh, Taraji that, uh, well, they're going to to uh, uh, Michael Ealy's character, Dominic's uh, grand opening. Uh, it's in a square, and she's like, oh, so he finally found somebody to finance him. She was like, no, he wanted, he got a personal loan for a food truck he wanted to start off small. And she's like, that's good. She's like, I got to go, blah, blah, blah. She goes to dinner. And the guy that she so really wants to be with, played by none other than, uh, than uh, Morris Chestnut. And they get to dinner, and they start talking, and then she realizes that this man is all about himself. They could never have the type of relationship that she wants to have. She like, and she realized. She, I thought I wanted a man with, um, with all this, all that, but I really need a man that cares about me, just as much as I care about him. So she leaves him and goes to where uh, Michael Ely's food truck is at, and that's where everybody is at. Um, you know, his grand at at his grand opening. So what ends up happening is they go to this grand opening. And Taraji Pienta goes to the window, and she tries to, you know, say, listen, I want us to have a relationship. She tries to do all the things, and Michael Ely is like, nah, I got a business to run. But you would understand that. And Taraji Pienta would not say take no. She gets up in the truck, and Michael Ely tells everybody, give me a minute. And the, what makes the scene funny is this is a guy who wants some pork, uh, pulled pork, and... She says, you're going to get your fucking pork, a porky. Just give him a minute. And she tells him, look, I want you. I want a relationship. I want us to be together. I want, you know, I thought I wanted that, but this is what I really want. And they kiss. And then everybody's happy. So that's the end of the movie, except for uh, Kevin Hart telling everybody him and Gail are not having sex like that. And she basically Scooby-Doo's his ass. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is pretty much the whole Think Like a Man movie breakdown. Now, I'm going to just say something before I move on about this movie and give it a... Okay, before I... Let me explain the rating. I watch a uh, a podcast uh, called Double Toasted. Shout out to Corey. Shout out to Martin. Christopher Juicy Herman. Billy Brooks. And all the various other people who show up on the show. Oh, and Mia, and Mia Coleman, who is Corey's wife. Oh, and Oz. Let me not forget Oz. Oz, I'm going to try to, we're we going to have to, I'm, I'm going to have to put you on Oz. So, basically, this is the reality situation. They, they have a rating system. Uh, the best movie they've ever saw, Better Than Sex, Full Price. Uh, as you know, gr- good movie, great movie worthy enough to go see it at full price. Better than sex, of course, they figure that movie is better than having given some pussy, which kind of I don't think there is a move There is anything better than getting some pussy. That's if you like females and then there's women who would agree with me and then there's men who wouldn't. So it is what it is. 
Um, then they have Matinee, which is good movie to go see in the movies, but not pay full price. Go like twelve, where you can pay a Matinee price. Then there's uh, a rental, good movie, but see that uh, movie worth uh, worthy of watching, but not worth going to the movie. See it at home. Then there's um. There's Fuck You, which is the worst movie they've ever seen. And, oh, Some Old Bullshit. Some Old Bullshit is bad movie, not worth seeing. And it's Fuck You, where it's the worst movie they've ever, ever fucking seen. If I give this movie a rating on that scale, I'm going to give it a um, full price. And this is why. And it's going to go into what I'm going to say. That movie tells lo- a, a, a love story in a different type of manner. Think like a man tells it from a perspective of uh, this versus that. But it also doesn't make it a harrowing tale. Like, I I see a lot of movies, Tyler Perry movies, where the man ain't shit. This movie, the black man, you had Jerry Ferreira's character, who's a white dude, but he's cool, so I'm with him. But then you had um, Michael Ealy's character, all he wanted to do was find something that he liked that he could hold on to and, you know, a dreamer. He did, eventually. You have um, Terrence J's character, who has always had his mom, but does not have anybody else that was worthy. Really, he, he always has his mom, but he never had nobody who's worthy of taking that place as the number one woman in his life. Because I kind of feel like his character... Even at the beginning when he brought his mom to dinner, my thing is if you had a woman that made you want to go to your mom, like, listen, mom, I got to do this. She's the number, she, I got to make her the number, my number one priority, blah, blah, blah. It wouldn't have never rolled off like that. Then you have um, Romney Malco's character who seems like he was hurt and just didn't know how to deal with that. And then finally found a woman that made him forget that who was worthy of making him forget all that hurt and was worthy of the time he puts in to, you know, have that type of relationship. And, of course, then it's uh, Kevin Hart's character who just didn't realize that, yo, she's a she's a good woman. You just got to know how to deal with your woman. If you married her, you loved her. And you know how, you just have to know how to deal with that. Deal with her in that, in a manner where consistent that, you know, you guys can get along. So, yeah, it's a full price for me. And then let's go into um, what I wanted to say about men, women, and relationships. This is what I'm going to say about, and this is what this this movie made me think. At all times, it's always going to be this versus that where it comes to men versus women. And even in uh, same-sex relationships, men versus men, Women versus women. You have to understand that everybody has an agenda and everybody wants something. Men, I'm going to get on you because I think a lot of times we are not up front. So if we were up front with what our intentions were, then I think we would never really get any pushback from women because a woman can do nothing but respect what you're saying. 
Like, think about it. If if you're with a woman and all she's doing is if you're with a woman and all she's doing is is um if you're with a woman and uh, uh, all you you know all you really want to do is have sex with her then be plain about it be upfront about it like this like what what can she do she can get mad she can cuss you out but she got to respect it because you could have played games fucked her and then left her that's not, let's be perfectly honest about that then women stop acting like men play all men play games stop acting like that we're not we're not like that stop using what somebody else did to you um as a as a crutch to do that to that man stop doing that that's not fair that is not fair at all we didn't do it so why are you doing that secondly let's take this men you do it women you do it and we all need to realize when it comes to love love has no color face race look anything Men, stop wanting to fall in love with a woman who has a fat ass and some big titties and the head game is fire. If that comes along with making you happy, that should be that 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 should be a prerequisite. We don't want headaches, we don't want to fight, we don't want to argue. But you put yourself in bad positions looking at what's in front of you instead of saying, "Okay, that's attractive, but what else comes with that?" Women, I told you this before. You don't like, and I don't, and don't think I'm just getting on you because I just got on the men too. We like stop looking at what's in front of you. Okay, again, we all want somebody that looks nice, but women, stop looking what's in front of you. That man could look as good as fuck. What the fuck else can he do? What can he do to make you happy? So basically, you're saying. You're willing to be alone until you find that nigga that's that and then and makes you happy. That's that that that's not how it works. And I've and I've learned this. What you may want is when it may you get what you want, and then that might be the devil in fucking disguise. That might be the devil in disguise. And what you need to understand is you don't have to. You 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 could have you could have did all of you might not have you didn't have to go through all that if you just stop worrying about that nigga if you got a swinging horse to, come on come on let's stop it this is the problems this is where we get to there's other problems but a lot of it is like men's side women's side and I think. I don't want to get that deep into it. So there you go, my review of Think Like a Man. I, I love that movie. I was watching it. I watched it and I realized that movie strikes another chord. 
Um, it was fun to do a review of it like this because of the 10 year anniversary of the movie. And I kind of think, um, it was a great movie. And I love that Kevin Hart, uh, puts it, put on his Instagram and because I follow him, the movie, the 10 year anniversary, the movie that changed my life. And I was thinking about this. I was like, yeah, that, that movie was really good. I thought doing a review of it in a nigga way would make it a whole much a whole lot better. So, moving on. Last thing before I give the get the fuck out of here award. So this thing with Mike Tyson. Listen, I'm going to show the video. And then I'm going to give you my take on it. Now, now, this is what, hold up one sec. Okay, all right, this is what I wanted, this is the part of the video I wanted to do. Okay, so I showed you the beginning. I didn't show you the beginning of the video. Hold up. Let me back it up so you guys can see the beginning of the video and you will see why um, I'm going to take the position I'm going to take. All right, so as you can see, that's the video. Now, I didn't have any sound on because I, I, I'm still working out the kinks with my double computer setup, which is okay. Like, I, I, I'll get that, and I think I know how to 
I'll just I'll have I think I'll have it ready for the next show. But um, this is my take on this. This guy was getting on Mike Tyson's nerves, getting on his fucking nerves, pestering him while he's the man is on a flight trying to go wherever he's gonna go. He's going. He might be going home. He might be going to visit family. He might be going to visit his kids. He could be doing whatever it is he needs to be doing. But you're pestering this man. And obviously, 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 you reached a point where you got on his nerves so bad or you said something that got on his nerves so bad that he lumped your ass up. Lumped your ass up. Now, Mike, you needed to be better than that. Mike, you should have been better than that. You should have been better than that. You didn't have to do all that, but you, I think you should have been better. I think you should have been more wise to realize that this guy is doing all doing this so that he could do exactly what you, what they saw in the video. Exactly what they saw in that video. Exactly what you just saw. So, Mike Tyson, you got caught up. You're going to have to pay out, bro. Just know it's going to cost you. But you got it. And my thing is, I don't think you're wrong. Which leads me to this week's Get the Fuck Out of Here Award. Now, this week's Get the Fuck Out of Here Award goes to all these people who mess with stars, who mess with people, who don't think, and then sue them, and don't think they deserve to get what they got. Let me make this perfectly clear. I don't care if you are a superstar of the highest order or if you're a bum on the street. You deserve a level of respect as a human being. Excuse me. You deserve a level of respect. Now, as you saw in that video, Mike Tyson was sitting chilling. He probably said hi to the guy probably said thank you and all that and then he probably was like yo listen I'm trying to go to where I'm going I just want to relax but yet you kept pushing the shit you couldn't leave the shit alone you couldn't let bygones be bygones yes that's Iron Mike Tyson former world boxing heavyweight champion but that should have let you know not to keep pestering him. He knocked motherfuckers out. And my thing is, you 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 got to remember, they're human fucking beings. They deserve they 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 deserve a level of space. They deserve a level of respect. If they don't want to be bothered while they're trying to fly, leave them the fuck alone. Leave him alone. Leave them alone. Stop doing that. And people, yeah, then, then y'all get your ass whooped. Y'all get the, you know, get the willy lump lump. And then y'all want to turn around and sue. Now, granted, this should don't think they shouldn't be putting their hands on you. Especially if you're not a, a trained athlete like Mike Tyson. But once you cross a line, 
You deserve your ass whooped. These stars are stars because they put on shows for us. They entertain us. That does not excuse them from not being human beings and want a level of respect and decorum. Stop, people, stop going to these places. Stop baiting these stars to do shit. Because guess what? In the end, you get what the fuck you asked for. And then you want to sue them when they whoop your ass. But I bet if you was in the street and you was talking all that shit, pestering somebody and they whoop your ass, you ain't going to sue them. The only reason you're doing it is because He's a star and he's got money. Stop doing that shit. Stop it. Because at the end of the day, you get what you ask for. You writing checks that your ass can't cash. And then you get that, and then you want to run, oh, well, he did this, he did that, or she did this. No. You deserved everything you got. Not absolving Mike. Mike should have been, Mike could have got up, went to, the, like, yo, this nigga's getting on my nerves, blah, 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 blah. Is there any way I could change seats or if, if, if I could switch with somebody? Because if I don't, I'm going to hurt this man. What happened? He didn't. But the guy kept pushing, and he got his ass whooped. And he deserved everything, every little bit of it. For fucking with Mike Tyson. And on top of that, you know what's coming. A lawsuit is coming. But guess what? You don't deserve shit. This is what you deserve. Get the fuck out of here! Plain and simple. And people who do that shit just to get fame, notoriety, and money, you deserve this. Get the fuck out of here! Anybody that does shit for clout chasing and all the other shit, you deserve this too. And that's just real talk right there. That's just real, real talk. Plain and simple. All right, y'all, this was fun. I had a great time with y'all. I, I, I you know, I'm going to, I'm getting used to doing this by myself, but I am going to try to get my co-host back here. I kind of like the energy a little better, but we're going to, we're going to do this. We're definitely going to do this. Uh, I'm definitely going to make sure that everybody's good. I want everybody just to remember. Once again, uh, May 14th, uh, the So What You're Saying Subscribe-a-thon and fundraiser, 12-hour stream, May 14th from 12 p.m. to 12 a.m. Please join us. Uh, join us. You know, have some for fun and games. Join us. Uh, best way uh, ways to follow and subscribe uh, www.twitch.tv slash so what you're saying find so what you're saying on YouTube or Facebook find so what you're saying like subscribe please 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 support the channel if you want to donate to the cause here's where you could do that uh, you can hit up hit me up at Zell uh, Willie Williams I I I period Willie at gmail.com once again that's Williams I I I period at gmail.com you can cash at me at dollar sign Willie thirty eight nineteen eighty, or you can Venmo me at Willie dash Williams dash one two 
And as always, you can find us at so what you're saying five at gmail.com. That's S-O-W-T-U-S-A-Y-I-M-5 at gmail.com. You can also find us at So What You Saying on Instagram, What Saying on Twitter, So What You Saying on Facebook. Coming soon, May 14th, you can find us at the website, www.sowhatyoursaying.com. Again, that's www.sowhatyoursaying.com. Uh, you can also call us at 347-559-6508. Once again, that's 347-559-6508. I want to thank everybody for joining us. It was fun. Uh, I will see you guys next week with the uh, next week's show. Hopefully, Ronnie will be feeling better and he'll be joining us. But once again, everybody have peace, love, and stay safe.